coming to you live once again from the Tucker Hume Memorial Studios at the top of the Batman building is Paradise Pod. Don, what's going on? Not much. I've been reading Pod. I know you've been trying to delay the pod from happening. You've made me wait now a full week. I was ready to go on Thursday. You were ready to go on the Sunday. The people were ready for it immediately. <clears throat> immediately. Yep, my bad. We're getting a lot of feedback on the pod. A lot of feedback from E1. Rave reviews they across the board. We're getting good reviews. We're That's getting really good reviews. Outside of you. Legitimately. Um, well, negative. I, I did want to give you one piece of feedback that a lot of people gave me about you specifically. So many negative comments about you, but... Well, ahead. I just want to... <laughs> there's a lot of people that um, said that you're a little bit too high energy. And that... <laughs> You're at like a nine, and they'd prefer for you to be down maybe more like a five or six. Okay. I think I can manage that one. Okay. So maybe just a couple, not just How's down. How's this sound? Uh, it sounds more like the regular you. Sorry, I'm getting that. Yep. Anyways, here. I'm Donald. This is Josh. No one gives a shit. Okay. Um, year one. So we've covered... What, years negative two and negative one? Would they, does that make this year zero? I don't know. We've covered the USL years uh, the past two years, and we're finally ready to enter in the brave new world of Major League Soccer. And we've got some thoughts, maybe, presumably, have some thoughts about uh, <laughs> year one. It's weird because we probably are going to have more to say about the USL years because, you know, we lived it. We went to all those games. And now we've been trying to prepare for E2 and talk about MLS. And there, we, we know so much more like about these players and everything. But at the same time, we know less because we haven't been to watch them in the way that we were the last two years. So it's kind of funky. But just what are your general thoughts? If you can manage to kind of cloud out like the, the stadium issues, which we'll get to and and kind of all the bullshit. Are you excited? Are you still excited? Still excited. <clears throat> I don't know if I have, like, don't really have a lot of thoughts, I guess. It's, uh, I'm kind of just going into open-minded. I don't know anything about... Well, that makes for great radio. <laughs> right. I don't know anything about the, I mean, I know the players and, like, an idea of how they're going to go, but, I mean, I guess that's with any expansion team. Like, you don't know how they're going to mesh. You don't really know. A lot of these are unknown players, <clears throat> so you don't really know how they're going to perform um, in the MLS. Yeah, so the players is kind of a good place to start um, because that was kind of the exciting. That was the first kind of really exciting thing for me after the release of like the crest and, and kind of the branding and all that stuff was um, uh, some of the players getting announced. Uh, first designated player, Hani Mukhtar. Uh, he has a, a pedigree as a someone who's played at every age level, I think, for Germany. Um, at the youth levels, and, and we've signed him. He is technically a designated player, correct? Yes, only designated player. Only one so far. Um, and for anybody that doesn't know, because we're kind of learning and we'll probably never understand, because I, I think a lot of like MLS fans truly don't fully get it, but MLS is confusing with the money. There's basically, you get different kinds of money and you can kind of spend it different ways, and, and designated players you get to kind of break the bank for and kind of go over what we might think of as like a salary cap. Is that right? Yeah, it's basically it was created for like Beckham, David Beckham, and yeah. it was basically allow an MLS team to sign big players that not count against the cap. Right. Yeah, it came in with Beckham, which 
feels like forever ago now. When was that? That'd be like early 2000s. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's like one person on the internet that I think understands how money works in the MLS. MLS. But I know there's Tam and there's Gam and there's G- DP Money. Shouts out to Ben Wright, who's I think for my he's my only real good like Nashville SC yeah. follow at this point. He understands. He's that. also on a better podcast <laughs> if you want to go listen to that. A better podcast about Nashville SC. But shouts out to Ben Wright. Yep. The dog. Keeping us all informed. <laughs> um, Hani Mukhtar, and then I think shortly after that, uh, Randall Leal was also announced. Yeah. I kind of think of they had that as being kind of the first wave of <laughs> signings we announced. Yeah, I think those were like the big ones. I mean, they had a bunch before that. Like They signed David Ockham way before and then loaned him to Columbus. Yep. And I think Godoy also was signed – around that same time. So they've had a couple like lesser players, but I think Mukhtar and Liao are going to be the good ones. It looks like they're going to (laughs) be. Yeah. I guess they took a lot. It seems like a lot of like injured, potentially like often injured players that they're just taking risks on and filling that with a lot of like veteran people like Dave Romney and Dax McCarthy, stuff like that. And then getting a bunch of like injured players that have high potential that could potentially hopefully not be injured. Um, so is that the deal with Ani Mukhtar? Because like coming up as like an international at all the age groups for Germany, and then I think he signed for Benfica, which is like just kind of they scoop up a lot of the young talent really across the world and kind of kind of sell them on at a profit. So a young player that goes to Benfica in Portugal you kind of think that they're most of the time going to do something. Is it, has he had a lot of injuries? I'm not super familiar with that side of his story. I don't think so. Um, I think he's just, I mean, Germany's a powerhouse just kind of got lost. Yeah. He, um, ended up in, uh, Sweden, correct? Playing Sweden. for Bronby. Yeah. And was, I think the player of the, of the season two years ago in Possibly. their league. And that league, um, you know, is probably similar. It's probably a little bit weaker than MLS. I think a lot of people put a lot of people compare MLS to like the level of the English Championship, which is the second tier in England, and say that they're kind of comparable. Um, and I would say that the Swedish Premier League or whatever it's called, the Tippeli Guyen or whatever, I don't know. Um, I think it's probably slightly weaker than MLS, but bodes well for what he can do. I think he's the one that a lot of people's hopes are pinned on to be like exciting. And like, if we're going to have a star, it's, it's going to be him or Randall Leal. What do you think of him? I think you like the cut of his jib, don't you? I do. Um, I think I like Mukhtar. Um, he's obviously he's got a neck tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Who Mukhtar? Leal. Yeah. He has a bunch of tattoos. He also looks like he's like 38 and he's like 22 or yeah. 23. He looks really old. Um, well, anybody with a neck tattoo. Yeah. You know, they're good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Mukhtar, you don't get a neck tattoo if you're just going to be a scrub and you're going to have to like be like a high school coach in, you know, eight years, it's not going to pan out. That's true. You're investing so, in yourself when you get a neck tattoo. Um, yeah, Mukhtar's a DP. So I think he obviously gets a lot of like hype around being the DP, but yeah, I don't know. Just Leal's highlights, which are the only thing I've seen of him, um, look good. He scored twice so far in the preseason. Well, I guess exhibition games. Yep. Um, which leading score? We call it preseason. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm probably a little bit 
higher. I think I don't know if he's going to be better than Mukhtar. I just think like his the hype of where he's at. He's going to be go big, dude. Than just what. speculate. Yeah, like, make a bold ass fucking. Claim I think Mukhtar that. will be better, but he's so hyped compared to what I think he'll be compared to like Liao, who's Maybe. not very like hyped. I think he'll like surprise a bunch of people. We don't know a lot about him, but no. he does seem exciting. He seems to be the one that is scoring the most goals in the little clips and snippets and reviews that we get from the preseason games that are going right. Bleh, they're going on right now at the IMG Academy in Florida. And yeah, it's, it's fun if you're getting goals from the wings like that, we might need that because we're less sure about what's going to be going on at the striker position. Uh, we're watching the bachelor this week. Last week, it was the, the big game pregame show. Pitbull. Um, yeah. I wanted to put on the bachelor cause it, it puts me in a really weird mindset. Like it really freaks me out, makes me uncomfortable in a in a way which I thought it's might a, be conducive to good potting. That's a weird setting because you're drinking some vino. Yeah, you got candles lit. Yeah, and we're watching The Bachelor, and the lights are kind of yeah. dim too. Why don't you, you t- why don't you take that hoodie off, man? You look <laughs> you look warm. Uh, I'm okay. Can, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Can I get you anything? No. I just want to let me just. We can cut this out later, but like, I just want to say, like, the way that the light is hitting your eyes right now. Yeah, it's pointing directly at me. I know. I know where the light's pointing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, goals from the wings. Um, We could probably talk about David Akam a little bit, too. He was the first signing that I could say that I knew a little bit about because I was a big fan of the Columbus teams that he was on. Um, They were fun uh, to watch with Federico Higuain. Um, uh, Will Trap. I like to watch him and the rest of the boys in the trap house. Uh, also, manager. Who's the manager on those good Columbus teams a couple years ago? Don Berhalter. Ding ding ding. Got that. Um, Berhalter out. They're exciting. Are you Berhalter out? Uh, I'm getting there. <laughs> He's got. Maybe. I don't think he has a lot to work with. It's, okay, I know that sounds stupid, given that we've got the best players this country's ever produced. Probably like three of them right now, but. We're not. We're so shallow. Like the U.S. talent pool is yet, so shallow. I don't think he's yet to play Wea, so that's kind of where I base my opinion on him. Is Wea playing in France at all? I think he's still injured, but whatever. Did he, did he sign injured for Lille? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think he got injured like right afterwards. Anyways, well, maybe we can do a country segment eventually. You want to do like a country? Not right now. Country song. Yeah. Country no, like, segment? You we're doing to... club right now. Maybe we do country segment later. Okay, gotcha. Um, one thing on Leo I do like is he's not afraid to strike him outside the box. Have a pop? Yeah. I don't know. Out of go. I don't know what that term is in soccer. Take a pop? Out of go? Yeah. Uh, I like learning about bar down last week. Yeah. I'm gonna, I mean, that's that's cool. Because there's not really a name for it in soccer. I think off the crossbar, I'm down off the crossbar. I'm surprised that they don't, just because the similarities with... Hockey and soccer. Similar games. They both have goals. Both about like shot numbers, shot quality, chances created. Both have offsides. Yep. Both have VAR. Yep. Um, How's VAR going in hockey? When did that start? It's not really VAR. It's just they can challenge. Yeah. They've had that like for a while. Right? We're going off track here. Yeah, what we're talking about scoring wingers, <laughs> commonly Al. Uh, no, it's it's good that they. Uh, it's good that like, Al looks like he can score some goals. It's good that, uh, and, and then yeah, I was talking about David Akam, and I knew a little bit about him from the Columbus years. He's 
fast creator. Is, I think he's 27, 28. Maybe. Peak years probably for an MLS winger. I think you're going to see your peak late 20s. Yeah, I'm excited for him. He seems... I've watched a couple of highlights from him, especially when like playing against Cincy one game and he just destroyed them. Um, I might fuck around and cop the uh, Acom jersey. Who are you going to get? Probably Leal. You gonna get a layout? I don't. I already he's a, got. He's a he's a winger already, that wears eight though. I actually already got my jersey. So did you? Yeah. What'd you get? The blue? Yeah, blue. Nice. Well, when I, I tried to go and just take a look at it, they don't. I didn't see the ability to put names and numbers on. Yeah, they said that's happening soon. I got mine off World Soccer Shop just because I had a. I get discounts through American Outlaws. Uh-huh. So it was like twenty percent off. Okay. So I didn't get a name. I don't do names. You do names on I do jerseys. Names. I do outside my Chelsea jersey. That I do get a name. You got Pulisic, right? Yep. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. Um, next kind of wave of signings um, for sort of what I think of as the next group. Dax McCarty in midfield, who I think we all know a pretty good amount about because of his play with the U.S. And also he's just been like consistently one of the top players in the league for the past, I don't know, as long as I've followed, six, seven, eight years. Um, that was cool to see as a, as a signing pair because knowing what we do about Gary Smith as a manager, those two guys are like really, really solid. Like midfielders could play like in a midfield too. And like that, we just kind of signed our midfield, like bam, in one swoop, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. And he was Chicago's captain. Um, I think it was a trade for him. I After think. only being there for like a year, I think he, I think they made him captain right away, which I could see. Yeah. I think he'll, he'll be captain. Us, potentially. He'll be captain for us. Yeah. I think, They've hinted at that. Um, But yeah, I think it was a trade for him and then Romney at the same time, like literally the same day trade. We traded Tam and Gam or something, whatever that means. Uh, Targeted allocation money. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Romney, he was my pick for cutest player last week. It was funny. Uh, Karen's uh, feedback on the pod (laughs) last week. She was like, it's like a 9.5 out of 10. And so I was giving her shit. I was like, what the fuck? Like, the pot is sick. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why is it not a 10? And she was like, well, you know, it's just not everyone's, like, interested in, like, you know, soccer. And that's, like, kind of what you guys were talking about. And, like, I mean, maybe I was thinking maybe you could throw something in there and just, like, talk about, like, who the cutest players are or stuff like that. I was like, we literally did that. Did she not listen? She was like, I didn't listen to the last 10 minutes. I was like, well, that's that's, that's where all the funny stuff is. Well. If you're listening now, I think she might be done. I think she might be off board. <laughs> don't we'll talk about, don't talk about my queen like that. Well, no, because she'll tell us if she listens. Says, tell us if you listen to this. Part. I doubt so it. Know Let us listen. know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, did you like the pod? She'd be like, yeah, it's great. I'm like, anything um, in particular stick out to you that you want to mention to me? Like, yeah. What? Text me specifically, not Josh. If whoa, you listen. Whoa, to whoa, this whoa! Part. Yo, chill, 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 chill. Um. Yeah. Where are we at? Midfield, Dax McCarty, Anna Godoy. Yeah, it just seems like a steady, like a really good. Just, I mean, they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna wow us, but it, it's kind of like it, <clears throat> Dax seems like a better uh, Michael Reed. Like he's not gonna wow you. He's just gonna be a steady, like do everything right. Yeah, he's solid, and he actually he's known for being like a solid, like good defensive midfielder. Which, like, even if that was all he was bringing, like, great, that's awesome. Like, those are surprisingly hard to find in yeah. any league. And it fits, I think, what Gary's going to do, which is play defense. But he can do a little bit more than that. He is good at kind of breaking the lines as a passer. Um, I think 
people will be a little bit surprised at, at what he offers kind of going forward. Um, others. I guess I'm going to take the show run. And you got it. That. Yeah, others. Who else excites you? With the depth chart that I made. Yeah. Um, I've heard that Jimmy Madronda is an exciting player. Um, he was signed off of Sporting Kansas City. And he's super left-footed. Um, but apparently he is... Um, I can't say I've, I've ever watched him and I can remember. But apparently he is um, kind of a utility guy. He can play... Um, as like a fullback or wingback um, on the left, obviously being super one-footed. Um, and then also kind of as like a defensive mid or like a center mid as well. And um, what I have kind of read and heard about him is that he can be like an MLS, like replacement level, like average, not a minus guy at like a number of positions. So he seems like a clever signing. Uh, USL guys, we talked about um, – I think we talked about Alan Wynn kind of being our pick for somebody that He's might apparently looked pretty good in the breakthrough. Yeah, that first preseason game, he started with like what was pretty obviously like the first team squad. So like he was in a band of three behind um, who's playing striker because Rios was out that game. So yeah, we didn't really talk about strikers. I guess probably the weakest, but sure. Um, yeah, Don, we should talk about strikers. Don Lottie, Rios, and. Dominique Baji. Baji, yeah. Yeah, can't say I know a ton about Baji. Apparently, um, he can also play on the wing. I think he's played a little bit off the right, probably just filling in until um, Akam is healthy enough to start playing in these preseason games. But, yeah, kind of like we said, I think that we're not just going to be pounding a ball into like a striker similar to, like, to what we were able to do sometimes with Daniel Rios in USL. I think we're going to need goals to come from different places. Luckily, it seems like we've got a squad that might be able to do that. Mukhtar, Leal, Akam, creative, contributing to goals potentially. Yeah, and Akam scored a bunch, has scored a bunch of goals for Columbus. So. Has he? I think of him more as just like a... I know he had a hat-trick. So nice, okay. With that. I mean, um, I do, yeah, I think I think it's going to be split probably between Dunlady and... Rios. I think Rios will probably surprise people on like how much he can actually score. I don't know. He's not going to be like a 20 goal scorer like he was at USL. Even if he Maybe. doesn't, he can be a good player because yeah. he's good at the other parts of being a striker outside of scoring goals, which can sound silly, but like there's a lot else that a, a modern day top level striker needs to be able to do. He needs to be able to hold up the ball, um, needs to be able to bring other players in, needs to do a lot of work, needs to press from the front. And from what we've seen in USL, he can do that all at a pretty high level, and hopefully that translates. Yeah, and I think another like Donlady, I think I'm a little bit higher on. I think he he did really really well his rookie year um, for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So he had eight goals and 27 games. Um, but I think another, I think he was another one that got injured, and they just kind of bought low on him because they traded for him during the draft, or no. I think they might have picked him up. They were wheeling and dealing in the draft. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just MLS in general. Like, people don't really care about super drafts. So, yeah. I think it's Philadelphia that they just like, yeah. They Um, they just trade away their picks every year. (laughs) But yeah, I think he had a lot of like hype after his rookie year. um, But I think he got injured at some point. So, another guy that they're just hoping that, you know, throwing darts at a board and hope one hits type guys. So, we'll see. He had a goal as well. 
um, as did Rios. So, so we'll see. The squad is pretty much filled out. I think we've signed a full squad at this point. Yeah, we still have two DP spots. So I do. I think from what I'm reading is we might wait till summer window to get one of those another one filled. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, which, if you're not familiar, the reason for that would be that the the top leagues in Europe would have their seasons ending and then we would be able to pick somebody who was maybe out of contract or t- teams tend to not deal folks until the summer over there. And that's where we'd get like a, a little bit of a higher level guy that could be like a DP striker for us. So to kind of wrap up this segment, looking at the squad and looking at the manager who we know a decent amount about, what are your expectations for season one? I think it's going to be a lot like season one of USL um, where it's kind of, I don't think we're going to score a lot, but we're probably not going to give up a lot. And it's just going to be a low event game with try to get our goals when we can. Uh, we've got obviously a, a pretty tough first game, which we'll kind of preview as we get a little bit closer to it. But um I should have had the schedule pulled up before I started talking about this, but we've got Atlanta. And then after that, I think we've got a little bit of a tough run as well. And we're in the Western conference, which is just tough. We've got, uh, we've got to play both the LA teams. Like it's definitely going to be tough. If we can be competitive and fighting for maybe like that last playoff spot, I think that would be a big success, especially not knowing what we might do with, with the DP spot and not knowing who that striker signing might be. They may surprise me. I don't want to be, Cincinnati. No, I don't think we'll be that bad. Minnesota they, were pretty bad too. Yeah. Cincinnati took It like, doesn't look like we're gonna be. The squad doesn't look like no, they're gonna get shellacked. No, I just think we aren't gonna have a lot of offense and the West has a bunch of offense. Yeah. So, so do you think it makes sense then that we're kind of set up to be like a defensively solid team against that, or is the smarter strategy to be like just try to outscore them and just win five four? Yeah, I think I mean if I was running the club, I think I would try to outscore and like just if you lose for fun six to four. I mean, one, I think you're trying to get like a bunch of people that aren't really soccer fans in the South to enjoy soccer and they're not going to want to go to like a one nil game. I disagree. Or zero. I don't know, man. Like, I think, well, I think they would rather see a one zero win than like a four or five loss. I think this like town when you look at like the Preds, look at the Titans, like they really I think they only care about like wins and losses. And I don't think that this like Nashville fan bases tend to like care as much about like the process. Like they just want to see like wins in the win column. I think there's a lot of people that don't understand hockey super well that are you know, following the Preds and excited by them because of the wins. Like they, See, they understand that the team's winning. That's kind of where I'm like, I'm coming from is like a hockey side where like one nothing games are boring and you're not going to excite a fan base. Like, I mean, watching the Red Wings now is just like very hard to watch. I watched them lose to very, Calgary this weekend. Yeah, and they're and they're kind of set up in the same way as I think how this team is going to be set up where it's low event. You just try to like not allow them to score and try to take your goals when you can. Yeah. And it's very boring um, because nothing's worse than like trying that and then getting still outscored like five. And then you like, then you can't even score because yeah. it's not built to score. So now you're just losing games five to nothing, which is miserable. Um, so I would 
almost rather just stack everyone and try to score and at lose the same time though like, like goals are fun like people i think that's like and especially preds like that's what excites people is hearing that shitty fucking goal song go off i like it yeah. i love it <laughs> no like i think that's what excites people i just people. like look at tim mcgraw um He's like not watch, sitting through 80 minutes of a nil nil draw yeah and then so that's kind of my thought, but we'll I, see. I again, think that the defense in the midfield is. I think there's going to be more variance in the offense. Yeah. Like the offense, we don't know as much about them. We know like defense midfield. Like we're going to be solid. We're going to be okay defensively, probably. And then the offense, there's more. There's a wider range of possibilities. We could. They could just have nothing, or Mukhtar Leal, our stars. Rios is really good. Akam continues to do what he's done, and then that's a really good offense. Yeah. I don't know. I just think, like, for me, like, I can get interested in a 0-0 hockey game because I understand, like, the fundamentals of hockey, and you're new in the MLS, and people aren't going to understand that. Like, and I know enough about soccer now that, like, no-no games also excite me. Mm -hmm. But you're a casual fan. I don't think that's going to be very exciting for them. They're going to be like, wait. Like, there's so many times that, like, because we get, you get a lot of new fans that people would be like, wait, the game just ends at zero zero. Like <laughs> there's no winner. And it's like, like that's going to be disappointing to people. Having to explain that. It's like, yeah, that's a good result for us. Yeah. That's going to be really about? disappointing yeah. for people. Um, when they go to games and they're, you're trying to get them excited into this new sport and they just spent 95 minutes and no one scored. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, we have an ad read, so I'm going to go ahead and, and do that. And we got a couple of these lined up. Um, you know, you know they just record these. What? You know, you could just record. These. Well, so they want it to be like, you know, they've gave me a script, but they're like, you know, you don't stick to the script, like super, like There's a lot of ad lib type. I mean, I mean, yeah. And they like, it should be a little bit like conversational between like me and you. So like, you can feel okay. free to chime in at any point too. Okay. okay. Um, all right, so yeah, we're excited to have an extremely successful Nashville-based company as our first advertiser, CoreCivic. CoreCivic was formerly known as the Corrections Corporation of America. They're a company that owns and operates over 170 private prisons and detention centers across America. Um, CoreCivic has been in operation for over 35 years. Uh, they were actually a pioneer in the private prison industry. But, uh, you know, they got their start with the U.S. Immigration and Naturalization Service, now known as ICE. Um, Donald, you seem uncomfortable. Nope. Good. Do you have any thoughts or, you know, ideas about detention centers and like the quality of them that, that you would prefer if you were ever in in Look, one? I get they're bad, but what I'm trying to make money. Hold, hold on. I got to cut dude. Shut. What? You can't say the advertiser's bad. All right. Oh, sorry. Just let me finish the read. Just play along. Okay? Ice is great. That's it. Core civic <laughs> remains a leader in immigrant detention today. And uh, we're actually proud to receive a $1 billion no-bid contract from the Obama administration in 2016 to detain asylum seekers from Central America. So if you're out there, you know, if you're like, uh, if you represent a state or local government, uh, CoreCivic would love to talk to you about partnering to establish and operate your next jail or prison. CoreCivic, uh, like I said, Renat, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read all their copy they sent. Um, 
Go to CoreCivic.com and enter promo code Leroy. That's L-E-R-O-Y. <laughs> promo code Leroy for 20% off your first private prison contract with CoreCivic. That's promo code Leroy. CoreCivic. And we're back. Longest ad read ever. How you feel about our, our first advertiser? It's good, man. Yeah. Well, we got we got some more lined up, and uh, yeah, just excited to bring you know bring some great deals to our listeners. Yeah, I will sell my soul, so I have no issues with them. Anyone else, Trump? If you want to <laughs> advertise on here, just have her much money. Do we have to talk about the stadium now? Uh, I mean, we can talk about something else. I would talk about anything else. I know we have to talk about it eventually, but. Um, well, if people are still listening, I'll go over the stadium. God help them. <laughs> if they're still listening, I'll t- go over the stadium. Um, I guess I know more about this than you. Sure. So, like, One, explain it to me, and I'm sure there probably are a lot of people out there that are just kind of loosely following things, and then all of a sudden they see a bunch of, like, hubbub and drama about the stadium not being built. Take it back to, you know, as far as you can, if you can take it back to, like, yeah. the did te- you, go ahead. Did you sign the petition? Uh, you know, I, it's on, it's up. I have it up on my phone. Um, good job. You know, want to have a Nashville, we might not even have an MLS team now. So this podcast, me? this podcast <laughs> might not, this, that'd be really funny. Yeah. The pod would um, live on. Would you keep yeah. potting with me? We'll find something well, we to just, spot yeah, about. We talk about something a lot else. of people, have, some people have said that they, they, they wish that the pod was about something else other got, than soccer. I got a lot of those. <laughs> But the thing, <laughs> by the way, because first of all, thank you, because that just means that you are you like listening to me and Donald talk enough that you would just listen to us talk about anything. But second, I also want to say this pod has never been about Nashville soccer. This pod is really my my goal is is for it to be like a a psychoanalysis of Donald okay. Hall, who has been a, a figure that has always been fascinating to me and i've always just kind of want to crack in there and just figure out what's going on in his noggin so um if you don't want to talk about the stadium donald would you want to be maybe talk a little bit about like your childhood just any memories from your childhood you can think of no um i don't remember a lot from my childhood so thank you it's interesting that you say <laughs> okay <laughs> um don't remember anything huh stadium so yeah how does that happen at the beginning which I'll say, like, Ingram's been – I'm going to explain this to, like, you're five. This okay, explain off, it. I'm going to go get office, drink. Office GIF explains to me like I'm five. <laughs> so visualize that as we're here. Okay. But, yeah, so basically Ingram's been – he's always been really good. He offered – I think it was, like, 90% he was already going to pay for the stadium um, to be built, which if you know anything about – stadiums that's never the case almost they're almost essentially all publicly funded which costs the taxpayers a bunch of money um like raiders stadium that they're building in vegas they've had to lay off like cops and stuff like that just to be able to afford the stadium so yeah it's crazy and i'm all for like billionaires paying for their own shit like give me that like the billionaires that should pay for it so i'm all for that anyways he offered to pay i think like 90 million or 90 percent of the stadium cost which is already great. Got voted on a majority. I think it got approved by like 38 to one, 31 to 8, whatever. Um, got signed and everything. And then we had a new mayor. And this is a libertarian mayor who. He's a libertarian? He's a libertarian. Yeah. He didn't like He's the He's like deal. in the libertarian 
party. Yeah, I think he's under Republican, but he calls himself a libertarian. Anyways, he he was a he was one of the eight votes against it, so he already didn't like the stadium. But since being mayor, everything's already been signed. So technically, this is a law. I'm sorry to sidebar, but I was looking at the libertarian uh, like presidential nominee process right now, that's and so funny. The person that's in the lead is named Vermin Supreme. Nice. Yeah, and he's a guy that wears like a boot on his yeah, head. Yeah, topic. Do you ever watch their like libertarian debates? Um, God, I don't. A little bit of a confession. Well, I don't want. I used to think that I might be like a libertarian, <laughs> like right. in 2012, like when I first voted, because I only saw politics as like D- Democrats are in are too far left and Republicans are too far right, and we all got to get in the middle and meet up. And so, being a libertarian is the answer. So I actually voted for uh, Gary Johnson in yeah. 2012. So we're probably losing the five people that we already had now. That's so that's what we I'm so sorry. But uh, if you ever watch our debates, like the most sane person in those debates is Gary Johnson. Yeah. Which is he's not hilarious. super embarrassing. Which is hilarious. But anyways, um, but Vermin Supreme 2020. I think we can all get behind okay. that. Okay, so he didn't like it. He he's a big, um, in my opinion, he's in the pocket. The the Save the fairgrounds people are in his pockets. Um, but he's been against it. He's said that it's he's trying to save the taxpayers' money is his excuse as to why he's against it, um, which Ingram has then responded by pulling out his big fat cock and decided to pay for everything. It was like, I'll privately fund the whole stadium, and anything over $25 million in infrastructure costs, um, which go to like roads and shit like that he'd pay up to 19 million over that so what what amount has the cost to the city gone up because none if anything has gone down because we were going to pay the 10 percent of the stadium which we're no longer paying and then anything over 25 anything infrastructure the this the city would have to pay for but he's offered 19 million over 25 million so 25 million is the only amount that we should be paying um and that's it Okay, because what I first saw when like like a week or two ago, and this started becoming like controversial, because they still haven't broken ground, right? And that's the main issue is like they need to break ground and yeah. like yeah, in order for sign... the stadium to be built in two years, right? Yeah, so the stadium's a law, but he still the mayor still has to sign like the demolition and construction contracts, so that's what he's not signing as what's holding it up, um, and that's the only thing that's holding it up right now. But yeah, so Ingram. Gave an extra like fifty four million dollars, and now and now Cooper's like, there's this two acre land that I want out of the agreement, and basically parcel eight C, parcel eight C, and basically, um, what it is is a bunch of people, not a bunch, some people want NASCAR to come back to Nashville. That's and, the hardest thing about this for me to wrap my head around is just like. Is this really all just hinging on fucking NASCAR? Pretty much, yeah. So how the fuck? I mean, what to get it? They're gonna have to expand the stands, which can like the pit, like the blueprints or whatever that's come out has like the stadium expansion has gone into eight C, which is why he wants that land. Is he doesn't necessarily not want the stadium built? He just wants that land so he can be like basically give it to NASCAR instead of yeah the stadium. So. That's kind of it. I don't think he not doesn't want the stadium. I think he also just wants NASCAR, which is fine. Like you can, and people said like you can still build the stadium right now 
and deal with 8C later because that's not part of the stadium. It's yeah. just land right now. Um, Man, it's so weird. Yeah. And there's, like, people coming out saying, like, he's going behind everyone to talk to NASCAR to try to, like, get an agreement real quick to be like, hey, I have this thing. Can you give up this land? Which is sketchy as shit. But. Has he made any type of statement, Mayor Cooper, about, like, who the him delaying this who is it benefiting because if it's not costing us if it's not costing like the metro area any more money than it was originally supposed to it's costing less which is a huge win which as a mayor you should take that be like hey i just saved us 54 million dollars uh-huh like any smart mayor would be like yep done whatever uh but no he's i think he just really i think he's letting his personal like bias which is horrible idea for mayor He's just um, like a Dega guy that's just down there, like in the infield. Like he just loves it. Which yeah. honestly, if he was just like, if he just took his like his shirt off, like in the Capitol, and was just he set up like an RV tailgate, <laughs> he was just like, I just want NASCAR here. Like yeah. I would respect that more than whatever this yeah. is. No, he keeps saying that would be sick. <laughs> he's trying to get the best deal for the taxpayer, which like it already was a good deal. Yeah, and I get, I still get the side like Ingram should pay for a hundred of the stadium, like percent of the stadium because billionaires should pay for their own stadium. But he's doing that now. So, like, you can't even use an excuse. Like, you got yeah. a good deal of what was already a good deal. So It's kind of the other side of this. Yeah, it's like you could make a pretty good argument that none of – no professional, like, sport arenas should ever be. I mean, these end up being, like, public subsidies to, like, ownership groups of, like, very rich people and, like, John Ingram, millionaire, billionaire, whatever's. But as far as those deals go, this seems like it was one that actually ended up being pretty favorable. Yeah, and I to think to the metro area again. I'm all for billion, like make billionaires pay for their stadium. Even if he wasn't paying for it at this point, like it's already been voted on, it's already been approved. Like the part of negotiating how much he should pay, yeah, is already done. Like you did two years of that. It got voted on. It's done. Like even if. He, even if it was a hundred percent publicly funded while well, I wouldn't agree with it. Like it's done at this point, like the time to negotiate that's over. So I'm just having such a hard time understanding Cooper's motivation. If, if it's I've not to it makes... defend like the Metro area, he has to stand to gain somehow. I just, I, I can't figure no that out. I think he's trying to make NASCAR and soccer work, which like I'm all for, like I grew up on NASCAR. Like, did you? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, make it work, but... Who's your favorite NASCAR driver? Uh, the Intimidator. The Intimidator? Yeah. Don't want to talk about it. RIP. It's my namesake. Um, yeah, like, I'm all for making it work, but you already have a deal in place that's two years in the making. Like, get that and figure out NASCAR as we go. Like, if you can get a deal with NASCAR, great. But figure that out. Quit trying to, like, mess one deal up that you already have that's going to be good for the city for the sake of something that this might not even ever happen. I think one thing that shouldn't be lost in all this is the Fox former mayor, Megan Barry sliding back in, getting on radio, defending our stadium. That was, come on, you Megan Barry and gold. I mean, that was, she probably shouldn't have done that. (laughs) She's back. She's back. She's back and better than ever. I don't think the people natural are defending her legacy. Are ready for her to come back into the, I'm ready for her to come back. Okay. Um, I told anyways, you. I, that's I, it for the stadium. I was on a flight back from somewhere, maybe like Atlanta to Nashville, and I and she was getting on the plane, and she had like a security team around her, 
And uh, this was after, you know, everything happened. Was he there? No, but she had a pretty studly looking group of, of gentlemen as her security team. Just saying, just throwing it out there. Yep. Damn, no. I'm going to get like. Not going to slut shame. I'm going to get libeled. Yeah. I'm canceled. I am not. I'm doing nothing of the of the sort. All right. I'm praising her for coming back. Thoughts on the administrative <laughs> side. Yeah. So outside of the stadium stuff, which is kind of a whole separate deal. The club has done uh, a lot of kind of like community engagement events. They've so I guess starting with the the brand launch, uh, the reveal of the crest and the colors. Um, after that, the uh, MLS draft, which like we talked about, a lot of teams in MLS honestly don't give a shit about and don't really try to do anything around. And we actually turn it into something kind of cool. Um, and then also the kit launch recently, um, stuff like that, uh, non-soccer things around the club. How do you feel about all that stuff? Um, I think things like the kit reveal, the super like things like those, like big events, I think they've done excellent at, which in defense, it's probably very easy to do in Nashville. Um, I think things as far as like getting people interested in soccer, they've done kind of shitty job at, which I guess you'll probably know more about this because you kind of had a hand in it mm. with your work. But um, <laughs> yeah, things like, like it, it just seems like all they're doing is billboards and like giving out magnets. Yeah. And like, that's the extent of, and there may be doing things that like we just don't see on Twitter. Cause that's how I'm aware of all this. Um, Very logged on here. Both. But of yeah, us. I think like the big events, great. Like I've been to almost all of them. They've been amazing. Um, yeah, you've. I haven't been to any. <laughs> yeah, kit reveal was great. I didn't go to the super draft. I think I was working or something, but I watched it and it looked great. And we're going to whatever the next thing is. Yeah, coming don't up? know what it is, but okay. Um, Don Daddy Don's gonna be there. Woo. Um, Don Garber. Garber. Okay. <laughs> um, I have, but yeah, there's so many Daddy Dons in my life. That's true. Yeah, sitting um, right across from one. Yeah, I think the other things, like I said, it may just be I don't see it. It's they're doing things not on Twitter, but. It just doesn't seem a lot of excitement. I say that, and then mm. like the kit reveal had a shit ton of people there. So it did. maybe, yeah. I was going to say, it seems like they're doing really well with that kind of stuff. And then, in terms of that translating to butts and seats, um, what have they got? Like 30,000 tickets? Yeah, sold over 30. For the first I, think game? I think they're working on like the upper or the third level, maybe. And our first game, the first. I don't know if it was year one or year two, but the first game of one of the USL seasons was at Nissan. I think there were 20,000 fans, yeah. and it was just lower bowl, and it looked really good. Yeah, and it was raining, so I'm sure a lot of people ended up not going, so it could have been more. But, like, 20,000 fans, my takeaway from that was, like, 20,000 just lower bowl, like, looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I think that's my hope, because if we don't fill the lower bowl, it's going to look horrible on TV. Well, it seems like we already have, if yeah, we've got 30,000 tickets. For one game. Right. Yeah, I just... as cons- Oh, and Hopefully our, our tough out. games up front are all on TV, too, Yeah, <laughs> which I have I have this theory that, like, okay, so, like, Atlanta, let's say, like, we hold them through, like, 55, 60 minutes, nil-nil, they score a goal, they score another, well, they win, like, 2-1, two, 2-0, two, two, something like that, and then well, we've got a tough game after that that's on TV, let's say we maybe lose that one, too, then I think nationally, 
Nashville becomes like a darling of sorts because people like ironically are just like, come on, Nashville, like, you could do it. It's possible. That's not a bad scenario. Yeah. And then, you know, I think the team is set up to like just continue to get better and better over the course of the season because um, I think the defense sets in and we're able to kind of defend and stuff early on and then eventually we kind of figure out attacking combinations that work and start to score more goals and then people come back like just like the 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 very very casual mls fan that doesn't follow it too close and they're just like oh i watched you know nashville at the beginning of the year and yeah they got their ass kicked they were terrible but like you know now they look pretty good like that's kind of a fun narrative that's kind of a fun storyline and i I don't know i just made that up in my head i thought it would be a fun scenario (laughs) but i could see it happening um anyways (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think yeah, that's my biggest worry. I think if they were smart, they would like pretty much try to emulate whatever the Preds did. Like that's were make the it, Preds. So when did the Preds? This is inevitable that this comparison, obviously, to like non, like not the main four American sports is the American like you know football, baseball, soccer, basketball. Yeah, and obviously the Preds have had a lot of success, but early on, did they? No, they didn't. But the thing is, I think what makes the thing why people enjoy national now the preds is their games they won which helps a lot but i think their games are also just very like it's almost like a party like atmosphere like it's fun yeah it's very fun and um people that are not sport fans want to go because it's just a drink it's the thing to do yeah it's like the date to go on in nashville you know it almost be smart to like get them involved like some kind of promotion where there's if you been buy no like, cross promotion yeah. yeah where you buy like a preds ticket and you get a soccer ticket or something like yeah i don't know how much of that's possible when there's like not, no overlap in the ownership for, groups but i get you point yeah, taken yeah. yeah yeah do something try to emulate that environment as well as like get them involved because they the titans have been a little bit involved and with eddie george and Derek henry but the preds i saw philip forsberg at the uh Derek henry tottenham fan confirmed a, i saw philip forsberg at the like MLS announcement party. Yeah. And that's the only like Pred relation huh. that I've seen. So, yeah. Which apparently, from what I read, is Preds initially saw the soccer team as competition for them. Mm. So they weren't like very accepting. How did the seasons overlap? Uh, hockey starts in September to like June. Okay. So it's very long, but. Yeah. Um,. But now apparently they're more open. Is from my sources. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, it seems like any of the like, you know, Swedish players and Scandinavian guys and stuff. And they from all the play Preds s- will probably. They all play soccer before right. games. Yeah. So yeah, I think they enjoy soccer. We'll see. Um, I'm not. Which I guess maybe I haven't been optimistic about any of this, but I'm not too os- optimistic about like the way that they've gotten fans engaged, but. Everything they've done so far has said otherwise, so maybe I'm wrong. I kind of feel like they've done a pretty good job, as as good as you could expect. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't think that the I don't, I don't know. Like I, the events that have happened, I you know I haven't been to any yet. I, I'll go to some probably leading up to first game, but like I, I don't see any of that. Like I was already ready to go, and me and you are probably we don't represent like the typical fan. You know, not everybody that's going to be going to the MLS games was going to the USL games the last two years. Like, we were already in. Yeah. So, our opinion on it probably isn't representative of a lot of people. Yeah, and who knows? I think so. Uh, if you ever follow, like, Clay on Twitter, he's brought up, like, 
Clay Travis? No, Clay. I, I can't remember. He's he's, he's at all the bullshit. USL games, but he's brought up like a power or like a Excel sheet that showed like attendance from USL last year to MLS, and even USL teams that were averaging like seven thousand in fans. Once they got to MLS, they like went over twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. So like, I think. I'm, I think a lot of my assumptions is based off like how attendance was at USL games. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been proven that like that doesn't translate to MLS and ML being getting professional team tends to excite people more than I think. So, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the kids? So, <clears throat> um, I don't hate them as much as I thought. Yeah. So I hate the cut. I hate our yellow kits, which sucks because we're always going to have a yellow kit. What the fuck are our colors? So Can someone tell me? That's electric yellow and acoustic blue. But so <laughs> that's really what they're called. Yeah, they had to, they had to go with so they had to go with those colors because Columbus is already gold. Yeah, so you can't have the same color as other teams. Mm. Um, which is funny because now it's, Columbus yeah. is talking about like changing their team name and their colors and everything. There are also quite a few teams that like have a very similar like color identity. Yeah, I think just the yellow and black and then yellow and blue would be way too close. I don't know. Anyways, um, I don't hate them as much as I thought. And again, I really hate the color yellow, mostly because of the Preds. Um, But even I didn't... Serious Preds hater, Donald Hall, Even everyone knows. I didn't hate the yellow kits as much as I thought, but a lot of people didn't like them, which was weird to me because I thought I would hate them. There's nothing going on. It's just plain... There's nothing yeah, really to like that much or dislike that yeah. much. Like I think it's fine. I'm gonna get in the way. I'm gonna get the blue. Right. Um, blue ones I like. You said whatever. you already got the blue. I already got the blue. So. Do you like the new Adidas template with the three stripes on the shoulder? I think it's kind of cool. I like. I like it for some of the kits. Uh, like Inter Miami's looks fucking amazing. Most of the kits. I think I just like pink. Most of the new Adidas kits look good. Yeah, a lot of them do, but. Yeah, I, I mean, think Adidas has always done a good job with MLS kits. Honestly. Um. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm a big Adidas fan, so you think I'd like them, but um, through Stripe Life. Do MLS teams, me too, uh, do MLS teams, as of the pair of Ultra Boosts I bought, now I'm officially through Stripe Life. Forever. Also, did you hear about Inner Miami and the Inner Milan lawsuit? Yeah, what's going on with that? So Inner Miami might have changed their name. Yeah, it's like progressed to the next level. It's just like, well, Inter they, Milan, don't look that, they don't look the same at all. I think it's the name, just the name. Inter, there's a bunch of inners, aren't there? I don't know. But Milan and Miami, I guess. I don't know. But Milan, Inter Miami, won, Milan won the lawsuit. So Yeah, well, I saw, I don't think it's like a lawsuit that's been like done and dusted, but it's like progressed to the next level to where it's like they said Inter today, Milan actually now has like a case and might get a result, yeah. like to use a soccer term, they might like get a result against, you know, yeah. Miami. How crazy would that be? That'd be nice. Well, I'm hoping that happens so that we can fully embrace the the pink flamingo iconography of paradise pod you know oh you want them because the we flamingos? can't fully lean into that because miami's got it yeah i don't love miami's logo but yeah it's pretty sick i mean all their yeah i don't think their squad building has been Speak, very good though speaking of um really cool logos and really cool gear our merch uh yeah does it suck does it suck yeah, I don't think any of it's very good. No. I don't like it. I can't find like a t-shirt or like jacket or anything that I'm like really dying to 
buy. I like your blue hat that you got. That's the only thing. When I've, it first I've, came out, it looks okay. I've gone on their website so many times to find like a shirt or something. Yeah. And I always, I never buy anything because none of it looks good outside the hat that I have, and that's the extent of it. And yeah. the, the, I mean, the kits. But the blue kit looks good. I am going to buy one. Yeah, like all their, all their gears bad. Um, all just looks like very. Do we have fanatics? Does fanatics do MLS? Fanatics does MLS. Ugh. Fanatics is what the D is. But I mean, even their like the quality doesn't seem that great. Like I went doesn't. to like Dicks and checked out their it stuff. Looks like what you find at like Target. Yeah. Like right. when they have like, like the Preds Walmart. and like yeah. Titans shit there. Yeah, and I thought maybe like oh this is just Dicks. Sporting goods, like they get like the most bland stuff, but no, that's what they sell. That's what it website. looks like. It's yeah. all very bland. It's all bad. Which their USL stuff was, though not my taste. Like at least it was looked kind of cool. The gold jersey that I have with the hoops is one of my favorite soccer jerseys I've ever seen. I think it looks really nice. Which one? The gold with the with the hoops on the sleeves. Moloto. I have the Moloto. Yeah. I had that on first. <laughs> maybe that maybe that leaked photo will find its way onto the Twitter account. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, merch sucks. Hottest, yeah. We're doing hottest player again, or uh, I was looking at. No, nah, I think we're fine on on hottest. Well, do you have new thoughts on hottest player? No, I think I still go Rios. Um, yeah, Rios to me. Okay. Um, yeah, I was looking at XFL merch today. Pretty nice stuff, like a couple hats for each team that like I would buy. It's just like this isn't that hard. Like, no, yeah, their stuff looks cool. Yeah, I saw it. Like, I keep getting ads for their like hats that they get. Um, they all look good. Yeah, I don't know why Nashville SC. And the thing is, like, it's not. I don't think it's an Adidas thing because like Inter Miami stuff looks great, and it may just be their logo because their logo is just so good that no matter what you put it on, it's gonna look good. Our logo just doesn't look good on T-shirts. I do like it. I would like it more without the uh, octagon. Octagon's eight. No. All right. Last question. If you had to eat the meat of any of the original 150 Pokemon, which one would you pick and why? The meat? Yep. Like grill them? Well, that's up to you. You could oh. grill it. You could slow cook it. You could, you know, depends on the type of Pokemon. Taurus. Okay, just because it's the most yeah. most bovine of all the Pokemon? Yeah. Okay. Or Ditto, I think would be interesting. Snorlax, maybe? You know, He's got a lot of meat. I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I think the I think I could just picture like a Jigglypuff or like a Wigglytuff. <laughs> just, you just cut into it and it's just like, it's just like a perfect filet mignon, just like an extremely tender piece of meat. I could see that. Could be really good. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, good job. Paradise Pod E2, what do you think? Is the pod still sick? Sick. Skyrocket. It's pretty sick. We went like an hour this time, but there, we also had a lot of... Yeah, you're going to have to edit this down. Just, <laughs> you're going to have to edit it out. Yeah. It was good, dude. We roll on. Like I said, my only goal was just to do it yeah, every week. Maybe listen to this and then realize the times that people are probably going to like drain out. Let's talk about listen to this. Did you actually listen to the last one, Donald? No, I don't. Okay. I'm not ashamed of this. Well, then why I don't, don't like, you not worry about it I have a if you're not going to listen to it? About my own voice. You're um, Mr. Social Media Manager now, and you can uh, you can focus on that yeah. and let me worry about the pod, the audio quality. How about that? Fair enough. All right. We're out. Peace.